Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 38, Text 12. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Yasya kilami vahabi sumangalai vachova mishra gunakarma janmabi pranati subhanti punanti vajigat yastad virakta shavashobanamata. Translation All sins are destroyed and all good fortune is created by the Supreme Lord's qualities, activities, and appearances. And words that describe these three things, animate, beautify, and purify the whole world. On the other hand, words bereft of his glories are the decoration on a corpse. Omigana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksuran Malatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vanshakalpa Tarubyas Cha Kripa Sindhu Vayevacha Patitanam Pabanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sivasade Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so, greetings from New Brudge, Newburg. Very nice. I, I just spoke to the oldest son. There's four brothers living here. The oldest is Haridas. And... Uh, it's really nice to see that system where the older son takes responsibility. And uh, it was a very unusual circumstance because for Indians, you know, college is just, it's like a badge. I mean, it's, it doesn't matter if you really do much with it, but you have to get that. But he didn't want to go to college. And they somehow gave him permission <clears throat> and he took over the restaurant, but not only just the restaurant, but preaching and contacting people. So now he's expanding to New Paltz, which is a very hip, very hip college place. So he was telling me his concepts and it's so nice to see because so busy with responsible work. I mean, what more can you ask from a son? So busy with responsible work, very sober and, and, and you know, planning things, et cetera. So that's kind of nice to see how the family continues in that way. Um, and uh, I just came from uh, the Jagannath Healing House a nice couple, Leela Vrindavan and Jamuna Bihari. And, you know, it's nice to see young people, they really want to share Krishna consciousness. They really have that objective. So it's, it's really nice there. I gave the morning class there. A lot of you were on that class. Um, Anyway, the story of Akrur, and I want to get locked into this last week. I prepared a little bit just to get the frame of reference of, of where it's going. 
Um, but we're following the two most important aspects of the Bhagavatam and why we hear the Bhagavatam. We want to hear about the glories of Krishna and we want to hear about the glories of the devotee. Because by hearing this, this is how we develop our eternal relationship with Krishna. The idea of the Krishna consciousness movement is to have love for Krishna. Love means relationship. We have to develop a relationship with Krishna. Of course, initially we may develop the relationship as a, a, a the basis of all relationships is servant. So no matter what relationship you ultimately attain with Krishna, if you don't develop the relationship of servant, you can't be a friend and not be a servant. It's not a friend. You can't be a parent and not be a servant. That's not a parent. You can't be a lover and not be a servant. That's not a lover. I don't want to, call, I want, don't want to say what that's called. <laughs> you have to be a servant. So servant, I, I mentioned this, this commentary by Madhva Acharya, where he, he described that um, the mood of servant is the pot in which the nectar of all rasas is held. Seva Bhav. Radharani is thinking of Seva. She's the topmost devotee. All she's thinking about is Seva. But Aishvarya or opulence is the impetus to develop a mood of service. So initially, we definitely have to hear about God's opulence, his glories, to develop that mood of, of service. When you develop that mood of service and aspire for service, then in time, by hearing the Bhagavatam, your heart is cl clear enough, pure enough, to actually start to aspire to serve Krishna in a particular way. And once you have that in your heart, then it's nourished. And the main way it's nourished is by you, you hear, the main way you get it is by hearing the Bhagavatam. And what do you hear? Again, you hear the glories of Krishna. That's so essential to hear the glories of Krishna because the fundamental basis of all the Vedas is to get rid of false ego. And what is false ego? It's the desire for superiority. The desire for superiority means you want to enjoy more than others. And therefore you want to control more than others. And therefore you want the power to do so. And you want those opulences of wealth and fame and beauty and, and strength. And you want those opulences so you can control. So you, you want that feeling. <laughs> Of, of superiority. And that's why even you get billionaires with everything in the world, they're they're, they're, they, they still want to be the controller. It's not enough. They always want to hire, but now I got to be in politics. Now I'm in politics, now I got to be the next thing. So how do you, the, the way you get rid of that is you become, you fall in love. Because if you really fall in love, not codependence or not lust. When you really fall in love, then you gladly step out of the center. And the highest love is love of Godhead. So when you hear about Krishna and you hear about Krishna in the Bhagavatam, then you'll develop a desire to serve. And there's no question of service unless you have an object of service, which you move around. This is our struggle in the world, this false ego. You know, sometimes we think, oh, we don't have it, but I just say the test of it 
test that someone has false ego, just tell someone they're wrong. <laughs> just tell someone they're wrong and you'll, it, 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 they can't believe it. They'll argue. They'll just argue. No, I'm not wrong. And, and, and even that happens to us if, if we're wrong. We'll rationalize, we'll argue. How many people say, yeah, I guess you're right. Right, that happens in the family life, right? One member just says, hey, I guess you're right. <laughs> right, isn't it? Oh yeah, I did make a mistake. <laughs> so when we, hear, when we hear about, we hear about Krishna, this movement from the center, willingly, willingly moving. I want to serve. I want to be a servant. And I just think, you know, the one devotee that Prabhupada personally had put on the Vaishnav calendar was Jayananda Prabhu. And what was he known for? Besides his service, when Prabhupada came, Prabhupada would say, well, where is Jayananda? He was someplace in the periphery serving. He wanted to be there because he was an advanced devotee. But the rest of the world and us conditioned souls, we're fighting for the center. That's why, what, what does it say? Profit, admiration, distinction. These are the subtle sex desire, profit. Let, to look at the story of Lord Chaitanya cleaning the Gundicha temple before they brought Jagannath. Right? What's preventing Jagannath from coming into our hearts? It's all the unwanted things, which means we, we don't want to put anybody else in the center. And Lord Chaitanya was cleaning. And then when he cleaned the whole Jagannath Mandir, beautiful, not Jagannath, Gundicha, it's right near this Indra Duma Sarovara. Wow. These paradise lakes in India, this incredible. We didn't go there, did we? I don't know. Wow. It's, it's, only, it's the end of the Jagannath Rathiatra parade. And the buckets of water and they were throwing it on the ceiling you know because at that time they used to make buildings out of stone you didn't have to put plaster and paint them they would throw the water and then and, and then they would have a contest who can get the most dust and lord chaitanya's but what were those subtle things the subtle desires for profit admiration and distinction so you have to hear the bhagavatam you have to, and, and that type of person who has that feeling of devotion in his heart, he just doesn't want to be the center because he's got a higher faith, a higher realization, a higher feeling, a higher sense of happiness. It's real. It's, it's something beyond this experience in the world. And, and therefore, when a person like that is glorified, we said the story of Brihat Bhagavatamrita, where Narada Muni is looking for the topmost devotee. And what, what is the first quality of the topmost devotee? Because everywhere Narada Muni goes and glorifies one as the topmost devotee, that person denies it and points to another person and doesn't want to hear his glories because he doesn't want to lose that feeling. Prabhupada, it's described that bhakti is like a, a kripa, something that grows and it's protected. And you got to pull out the weeds. Of course, they talk about the mad elephant offense. You could make a garden. If there's a mad elephant, it's destroyed. The mad elephant is Vaishnava Aparad. But protecting it, this is the most treasured thing in my life. This is what I value. This is what my, my faith is, to serve. And those devotees, you'll always notice them because they're the ones that are, are, want to do the service. They're the ones going for the pots, going for the, serve the prasadam, clean up afterwards. 
because they have a taste. The taste is not the activity, it's the consciousness. That's why an advanced devotee, he can chant Hare Krishna because he's not getting his happiness from controlling the world. The happiness is from the consciousness. And ultimately consciousness is happiness. Consciousness is happiness, not things. We, we, we said that many times because we see in the world, people have all the things which we think give happiness. But we don't find that they're happy unless those things are used in a way to change the consciousness. And you don't need much. I, 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 I once told this story, I, I, I probably told it before. I went to visit Narayan Marge. We had a nice relationship with him. He, he, um, he's the one that sent the initial instruments to the West, he's, I think he sent the first Radha Krishna little deities. It was a nice relationship and he put Prabhupada in the Samadhi, he did the ceremony. So we used to visit him. Later there was controversy, you know, it's just common. He initiates and then it's, it's institutional things happen. But at that time, and I visited him, so I thought, oh, let me ask a question. Now in the early days of ISKCON, we had no money. No, I, I didn't have money to buy a, a drink, like a, a, you know, a soda or a lassi. Not that I didn't have any money, I didn't even know if it was authorized. <laughs> it's not like when you go to Vrindavan today, you, you, you wind up in the Delhi airport and then you come back to JFK and you think America's a third world country. <laughs> India has more money than America now. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't have anything, nothing. I didn't have a penny to my name. And I remember someone gave me a gift. It was a political move to get me in their party. <laughs> didn't work. But they gave me a gift. I thought they gave me a Rolex watch. Because some devotees in ISKCON, they, they knew the opulence thing is, but it wasn't in India at that time. <laughs> they, they gave me a Rolex watch. Oh, they have a Rolex watch. A pair of Birkenstock shoes and a Samsonite briefcase. Then, then I thought, now I'm, I'm making it in Krishna consciousness. I must, I must be getting advanced. <laughs> I must be coming advanced. They wanted me on their side, I guess. Um, so what happened was, as I went to visit Dharamad, so I have to have a question. I have to have a question. So I said, what is Yukta Vairagya? Yukta vairagya means balanced detachment. It's a very important. We, we, we have to practice detachment. Otherwise, if you don't practice detachment, you don't arise above the bodily concept of life. And all suffering is happening in the body. And death is going to come. And old age is going to come. You have to become detached. But because it's bhakti, the heart has to be open for loving devotion. So if you just practice vairagya, which is, is the process of vairagya, giving up attachment, you're just constantly closing the heart, closing the heart, closing the heart. Clo no, no, no. But we have to open the heart. And kirtan and, and, and so many things. So our acharya said, well, how do you do that? How do you practice the detachment that's necessary to become free from the bodily concept of life, but keep the heart open? So they say, well, yukta vairagya. You renounce those things which, which, which cannot be used in Krishna's service. So you can have a family and use it in Krishna's service. You, you can, 
You know, so you can have things, use it in Krishna's service, and therefore you're exercising your heart, but you're renouncing everything else, so you're also getting the practice of detachment. So I asked him, what's Yukta Vairagya? And he said, like you have to tell time, you need a watch, 100 rupees. I told that story before. This is the way my hand went from my Rolex watch. <laughs> I hit my Rolex watch. <laughs> Yukta Vairagya, 100 rupees. Anyway, somehow, you know, I was, I just traveled for two hours and an hour and a half. And then I, I do get up very early. So if I do get in a car, it's kind of, kind of be like a little crash out. So I, I lost my train of thought. Okay, I'll, I'll get back to there, but I hope it is, at least it's still interesting. So you have to, the two things is becoming attracted to Krishna and become becoming attracted to being his servant by hearing the qualities of the devotees, which becomes very attractive. I mentioned this in the morning, becomes very attractive to things that normally we may not think is so, so attractive like being detached. But when you see it, when you see a person who's really detached, means surrendered to Krishna's will <laughs> without resistance. It's such a beautiful thing because they're moving by love. Or you see someone who's humble, humble. It's a very attractive thing, seeing someone, it, and, and therefore we want to become, and, and I like to serve like that. And not only that, but when we see in a more advanced stage, people are loving Krishna in a particular way that also attracts us. Oh, as Mother Yasoda, as the gopis, as the cowherd boys. So this is, the, this is what the Bhagavatam's for. And by reading it and becoming qualified by hearing the Bhagavatam systematically and getting to the 10th canto and then hearing the pastimes of Krishna, we start to develop a real attraction. And so here in the story of Akrura, there are two things that are happening. One, we're seeing his mind. We're seeing his mind, a beautiful mind. They believe there was a, a, a novel or a movie about some Princeton physicist who went crazy. So I forgot, a beautiful mind. And, and then, because the beautiful mind is thinking about Krishna, then we also see the glories of Krishna. So these two things are happening. Um, and, and just to bring us up to today's verse, I just wrote to, you know, it began where we see how enthusiastic a crew is to come to Krishna. It's the first thing you have to be enthusiastic in bhakti. That's the first favorable quality. Uh, there's six favorable qualities. Utsahan, Nisya Dharya, Tat Tat Karma Pavartanat. Utsahan, enthusiasm. You have to be enthusiastic to see Krishna, to have a relationship with Krishna, and most important, to serve Krishna. And we and and the symptoms of that enthusiasm is that, that that's what's in our mind, and that's what we talk about because we talk about what we're attracted to, and that's what we hear, and that's what we sacrifice for. This is real enthusiasm. It comes to a point which is called lobha or greed. I'm so enthusiastic for something that beg, borrow, or steal. 
but what you want is Krishna. So he's enthusiastic and he makes sacrifices and then he's on his way to Vrindavan and then we see his mind. And his mind is described, this word maha, maha means great. So maha mati, this word maha mati is used a great mind. We're reading this morning that Keshava Bharti, who gave Prabhupada sannyas, same word is used, Mahamati. He had a great mind. But that would say, a great mind is a broad mind. And what's the term for broad-minded? Brahman. I assume that it comes from the word mana, which is mind, and Brahman means like great great mind, big mind. And what's a big mind? That's this morning's class. It's a mind that can, I, I just gave the example. What's a small mind? You're a child with a bad stomach and it's time for the feast. And your mind can only see the time that you're eating and not what happens afterwards. And the small mind is called creepana, creepana means a mind which is small, which is miserly. And the broadest mind sees beyond the limits of this body. It doesn't just act according to this life, it acts according to the soul. And they experience the soul because they're acting on the platform of the soul. And acting on the platform of the soul is performing devotional service. So they have a sense of their eternal identity, at least in that way. And they become fearless because who they think they are and, and what they're doing is not ending with the body. That's the real Brahman. So he's Mahamati. And and then we see that his mind is so, he can't, he, he, it's just beyond him. I'm going to see Krishna. What is my qualification to this? What have I done to see this? There's nothing you can do. He thought the only thing possibly I could have done is I could have performed the charity of serving a Vaishnava. Someone who's connected with Krishna I could have gotten that person's blessings. And then Krishna will, will loving that devotee and seeing that devotee's heart, their wishes for me, I may have achieved this because there's nothing I could have done to earn this. And, and because Krishna is Uttama Shloka, he's the top thing that, the, I'm going to see the topmost thing. Uttama Shloka, the, the Uttama, above everything else, the topmost thing. It's not possible, but because Krishna is merciful, he's thinking maybe it is possible. Krishna's great greatness gives us doubts if we'll ever achieve Krishna and gives us hope that we will because Krishna is way beyond. If, if we have any concept of what is the divine, we can't quantify it in what we can do to achieve it. Because once we do that, we've limited it and we haven't understood it. The concept of God is so interesting. It's inconceivable that God exists and it's inconceivable that God doesn't exist. You can something that is beyond time. The concept of time is absolute in our mind. But reasonably, if there's God, he can't be subjected to it, which means he has he has access to past, present, and future. And he's always existing. Always existing, it doesn't make sense. But to start at a, but for reality to start at a particular time and a particular point of time makes less sense. 
so the two options we have are both inconceivable. So he says, but we can't deny that God has mercy. And that means bestowing upon us something which we don't deserve. So we can achieve God. And then he's beyond himself what this means. Because he's meditating the yogis, Pantastu Koti Satavatsura Sampagamyo Vayora Tapi Manaso Manipungavanam, that you can't achieve the yogis if you go by the speed of mind for millions of years. You may get darsh, you won't get darshan. Or the yogis who are adept can get darshan. They get darshan, my head's gonna be on his feet. I'm gonna pay obeisances. And therefore, today, amongalam, all inauspiciousness has been removed by God's mercy. And I, I, I'm gonna see not only God's mercy, but God's mercy came through this cruel person. And what kind of mercy is it? It's inconceivable mercy because I'm getting something that has inconceivable value. So what is the happiness of actually seeing God and feeling God and feeling our relationship with God? Knowing that that pleasure is God's pleasure and that we're enjoying equally with God because we're enjoying the same energy. We're enjoying the pleasure of God because the pleasure of God is love. And that comes from our heart. So we're experiencing the same pleasure as God. What is that like? And I'm getting it and it's coming through this kamsa. And, and many, many people in the past have achieved this by God's mercy. They've achieved this, this and they've transcended this world, which is impossible, duratmana. It's impossible. It's, in, it's insurmountable. The word is insurmountable. You can't get out of this world. And what's the result is? Hello? Yes. <laughs> I have an audience here. Hey, we've been doing the same stuff we've been doing now <laughs> since time immemorial. <laughs> and we're still doing it. And it doesn't work. <laughs> it hasn't worked. The same, how insurmountable is it? that the same things that we've been doing life after life to be ha happy, we're doing now. A little variety, the same stuff, but we got like, a, you know, a, a um, Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> a little variety, you know, new car. It, it, it's, it's just a different shape of the same thing. But somehow people have, have achieve this by, by Krishna's mercy. And wait a second, I know I'll be successful because I see, he says, I see the omens. A deer is walking on my right side and the eyes of deers, there are auspicious signs. And if they stare at you, there's a science, I described it like a car, the, the light goes on when the door is open. So when something's good's gonna happen, something, you know, we, we can know. And, and what I'm going to see, I'm going to see Mukundasya. I'm going to see that beautiful face. And as he's conceiving of these things, it's making him more and more humble. Because what's the consciousness? The consciousness is undeserved. So he's seeing his own lack. And seeing that own lack is the bliss of love. Seeing our own opulences and power is, is the anxiety of pride. Humility is the bliss of love. And he, 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 it's actually reality. I am not deserving. Because you're getting a glimpse of, of, of Krishna, a, a, a drop of Krishna by a fragment of his power. He's maintaining this whole universe. 
a fragment of that. And I'm, I'm not even a fragment of a fragment. And I'm getting that. It makes you see who you are. And how do you feel? You feel wonderful. You know why you feel wonderful? Because someone only gives you something more than you deserve if they have love for you. So you're feeling that love. He's feeling that love of God. It's just overwhelming him in his heart. And then he's just thinking that face, that Krishna, and now it's trying to show us the mind that comes to God and he's meditating on it. This is the reservoir of all beauty, the reservoir of all beauty. And then he knows in Vrindavan, if anyone sees the face that I'm going to see today, they'll never want to look on another face again. They'll never be attached to another person again who's not attached to Krishna. Because you, you can be attached, right? It's like thinking, um, sometimes parents of devotees come to Vrindavan and the devotees love them <laughs> because they have this connection. So, and now in this verse, he says, today's verse, for the last five minutes, but I, I, I you know, I, I, I didn't give class last week on this, I had to bring it up. So now this verse is what he's saying is, not even seeing. All sins are destroyed and all auspiciousness is created. Just by hearing about it, <laughs> I'm going to see it. All sins are destroyed, all inauspiciousness is, is given just by hearing about that person. So what is his mind going through? It's it, 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 how attractive is this person? The yogis can't attain it. There's, there's no way to earn it. You can't earn it by your austerities. Its beauty is inconceivable. It's merciful because somehow I'm going there, Ati Anugraham by the inconceivable mercy of Kamsa who gave me the chariot and told me to go for nefarious means. So what is, and, and now words that describe these things. All auspiciousness, all sins destroyed just by the words of that. And I'm gonna go see that. And those words that describe that, they animate, beautify, and purify the world. Which is why all great Acharyas write books about this. Because it's the, it, it, it literally is the greatest benediction to actually read these books. I'm getting uh, some uh, videos from Govardhan. And I tell you, there's one kind of an Iskand saint. Uh, he's like formerly an Iskand, but he's definitely into, he's Prabhupada. He just, I just lived there for 25 years in the forest. So they're doing book distribution in Kirtan on Govardhan. And in India, there's no such concept as social distancing. <laughs> Face masks, there's no concept in India. I have to say that. People will think they're foolish, but 
what can I say? It's just not in the DNA. But they're, 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 they're giving out the books, distributing the books. I'm not making any social comment. We should wear masks. We should social distance. I, I agree for that. I'm just commenting on the, the spontaneous devotion <laughs> in Govardhan, that's all. It's kind of like you're not the body on steroids. <laughs> Something. Um, but they animate these words. They give life. And, and it says that without this, there's no life. And we can see that. If we, if we hear things that are not actually spiritual, they degrade the consciousness. And there's no life. And you go, you, you go to a place like New York City, there's so much sound vibration there. Right? And you see, let's say in a busy day before the pandemic, there's no life. It's not life. Walk down... Second Avenue, you go to the Bhakti Center, look at the Karma Bar. <laughs> I think at one time, Janavi and her sister, they were walking and they, you know, because they, they're into the holy name and they, they, they couldn't believe you walk and this is how people enjoy. The sound vibration today, that does it purify people? Does it make them more loving? Rather, the sound vibration today is dividing people. So I say the concept here is decoration. Words that are bereft of, are decorations on a corpse. What is the use? If there's no life, what is the use? The first principle of beauty is life. Even in nature, when something dies, the first concept of beauty is life. Probably the same body, it dies, there's no beauty. And what's the use of decorating it? So you have all these words, but there's no spirituality in people. So it doesn't help. And it says it beautifies because what is beauty? Beauty is the heart. Beauty is the consciousness. I told the story this morning because I was studying this and then so now she came to class. But there was a, a story that was told of, of a sadhu who was looking in a mirror. But somehow, you know, he had the perfect T-lock and he was kind of, you know, he really got into it. He's just looking in the mirror and, you know, maybe a little this side, a little this side. And a senior sadhu walked by and said, there's no beauty there, you have no compassion. That's real beauty. Beauty is something of the heart. And, and, and actually speaking, that's the secret to Vrindavan. It actually has life. Externally, it's not the most beautiful place. I see it that way and I say, oh, wow. But if you, you want to look beautifully, it's not the most beautiful place, but it is the most beautiful place. It's really the most beautiful place because it has life. When there's kirtan in every street, when there's worship in every street, where everyone, instead of saying hello, says the names of God, with his great devotees, we go to the Holy Dom. Why do we go to the Holy Dom? Because there's life. And what is the life? It's not us. It's the people there who know the Holy Dom and worship God. They have life. Real life. Not movie star, billionaire, millionaire, depressed. That's not life. There's no life in these clubs or whatever it is there's no life life is, is, is the soul and the symptoms of the soul are devotion compassion 
humility, gratitude, and all those qualities, the, the prerequisite is, is some conception of humility. And you don't have some conception of humility unless you recognize there's something greater than yourself. And that brings out the soul. Just like they say, there's a description of Krishna that's coming. And I said this, his smile is described as smitta. And, and, and it described that this, this, this term smitta is very, very interesting because what this smitta means, it's the type of beauty that, that, that it's a type of smile that's not caused by something external as hasya or laughing. Laughing needs something external. But there's some people, and we see them in the world, you know, you, you, some pious people, maybe from the other generation, that they don't, they, you don't have to see their teeth to see that they're smiling. That's beauty when it actually comes from the heart. And I made this point this morning, Krishna is beautiful because of his heart. He's beautiful because he wants to please others. And therefore he manifests beauty. And I said, karmically, someone's beautiful. It can have two causes. One, they had some karma to control the world and then they got beauty or they had some piety to please the world and they had beauty. And there's such a difference. There's such a difference. Um, okay, so now he's, his mind is, wow, I'm gonna see the person. And this is called Manorita. His mind is moving him to Vrindavan. His mind is moving him to a higher existence because he appreciates God and he understands his position and his heart is filled with devotion, gratitude, compassion comes naturally because when you actually feel that in your heart, you really feel sorry for people because you really know what is suffering which is being disconnected from the soul. So when someone actually experiences the soul, they really develop compassion. And that, that's called daya. It's for everything. You develop gratitude, humility, devotion, compassion. Okay, that's my class after traveling for an hour and a half, crashing out in the car, getting up here and my eyes, oh, Hare Krishna. Okay. Um, good, would, would, would um, Jamunajaya, what, what, what point, I'm gonna, everybody can see here. Jamunajaya, what point, um, I, 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 there's so many, but two quick ones. I love your one liner for today. Mirage was humility is the bliss of love. That's like, <laughs> that sums up so much, but I, I love the point of that. The words that describe Krishna animate and beautify the world that, and your whole description about how the other world, uh, other words degrade. And, and that just really struck a chord because is the sound vibration here in New York isn't always animating, really bringing to life the world. So I really appreciated that. Hi, Bo. You thank, Bo. thank you, Joanna Jaya. You're right. Good. Anybody else? Okay. Do you people want to say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's Missy. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much for Krishna class. Krishna Maharaj. Bhakti Dev. Hi, Bo. 
Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for the class. This pandemic, it just doesn't end, huh? <laughs> yes. Are you still not teaching in school or? At uh, this time we are, uh, we finished the semester. We will begin again in, we will begin again in January. They'll have people actually go to classes? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a lockdown still or they, they're not, no lockdown? The, now the restrictions are big. Uh, are, uh, because we, we are now uh, in a curfew from uh, 20 hours till five in the morning next day. A curfew? Yeah. Is that like shoot to kill or uh, you just can't go out? Okay. We don't know. We are at home. <laughs> wow. Uh, Raghunath was going to have a, a, a group there. I don't think it's a good time to go. Okay. Any anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj is Advaita. Hey Advaita, Hare Bo. Maharaj, you said the mood of servant is the pot that all nectars are held. That's from Madhvacharya. It's one of my favorite points. Great, thank you. Anybody else? Haribo Maharaj, it's Jayanta Dasa. Hey, Jayanta Das. <laughs> great. Okay, maybe we touch base this week. Oh, great. I hope so. Okay, Haribo. Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank I, you very much. I'm so happy. Both classes. That's great. Thank, Thank you. Maharaj. Okay, Haribo. Anybody else? Yeah, very lucky. <laughs> One more person. Hi, Krishna. 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 I'll come tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Anybody else? Hey, Krishna Garaj. Welcome in the <laughs> Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. Anybody right. else? Harry's ball. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hey, we could have my family. Hi, Rogue. Hi, Rogue. Hi, Rogue. Jill Kaylee and family. Hi, Bo. <laughs> Is uh, Kaylee there? Yeah. yeah, I'm here. Great. Kaylee, maybe this week we touch base, okay? Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Gail here. Hello, Gail. One more? Hare Krishna Gurudev. It's Raja Devi. Raja Devi. Hi, Krishna. Die. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj, Sri Rupa. This pandemic, Sri Rupa, we don't have any programs. It's horrible. I know. I know. Okay, anybody else? Hi, Bob Marsh, it's Jack. Hey, Jack. Nice. Hi, okay. Great class. Thank you. Okay, I guess I will. Um, Head out now, a bunch of culprits, you'll be a stock of the Cindy David Jeff.